Hello and welcome to Make Money and Stick It to the Man with me, Dominic Frisby. And today is a Sunday morning thought piece on the beauty of redheads. Back in the early 1990s, comedian Mandy Knight once did a show at the Edinburgh Fringe called Some of My Best Friends Are Ginger. And I always thought it was an inspired title, exposing a double standard that still persists today. Then a few years back, I presented a series for Italian TV about beauty, Senso della Bellezza, Sense of Beauty, and we did a feature on redheads. And I thought it would be nice today to mine that feature and expand on it and explore the history of redheads and thereby celebrate the much maligned 1% of the population of the world that carry the MC1R gene. The book of Genesis is perhaps the first book to have been written down. And in the the book of Genesis, we have the first celebrity redhead and a victim of some treachery, Esau. Esau came home hungry one day after a long shift in the fields and his brother Jacob offered him a bowl of soup, but only in exchange for something. Why should he give it to him for nothing? In exchange for his birthright, his firstborn status. And Esau, who seems to have been a bit of a short-term thinker, accepted. And thus did Jacob inherit, and so did Jacob, not Esau, go on to become one of the fathers of the Israelites. All things considered, it was probably better for the Israelites that he did. Esau was born red all over like a hairy garment, and one interpretation is that Esau had some recessive Neanderthal gene. The theory is that Neanderthals had red hair, although I'm not suggesting redheads are any more Neanderthal than the rest of us, the genetic mutation responsible is different to the one which causes red hair in modern humans. Red hair occurs most commonly in people of Germanic or Celtic origin. Ireland has the most redheads per capita at around 10%, but the highest density of redheads, and thus the redhead capital of the world, is actually Edinburgh. No wonder Mandy showed it so well there. And it's thought that the reason redheads are more commonly found in colder climates is that it is actually an advantage to be pale where sunlight is sparse. The lighter skin of redheads improves the absorption of sunlight, which is vital for the production of vitamin D by the body. Redheads are also relatively common among Ashkenazi Jews, and so perhaps Esau's gene was not lost, even if his birthright was. Many Jews in literature have been portrayed with red hair. Shylock in Shakespeare's Merchant of Venice, Fagin in Dickens' Oliver Twist, being two of the most famous. Judas, the betrayer of Christ, is often portrayed as a redhead. During the Inquisition in Italy and Spain, where red hair is less common, those with red hair were identified as Jews, even if they weren't actually Jewish. And today, the Commission for Racial Equality do not monitor cases of discrimination and hate crime against redheads. Redheads were first mentioned in literature by the Greek poet Xenophanes around 500 BC, describing the Thracians, who it seemed were red-headed and blue-eyed. The ancient Greeks seem to have been particularly admiring of redheads. In men, red hair was associated with honour and courage, while in women, red hair was associated with beauty. Homer says the heroes Menelaus and Achilles were both redheads, while Helen of Troy, the most beautiful woman that ever lived, was also a redhead. Aphrodite, goddess of beauty and love, was a redhead. 
and the paintings of Botticelli and Titian, they date to Renaissance times, but they were always painting beautiful women with red hair, to the extent that Titian now means Auburn. The hair of female statues in ancient Greece was often painted red. The Greeks loved the colour red. Many slaves in ancient Greece and Rome were from the northern territories and red-headed slaves would often fetch a high price as they were thought to bring good luck. Red wigs were given to actors depicting slaves in Greek and Roman theatre. Indeed, one fringe theory to explain modern mocking of redheads is that it stems from the Roman subjugation and persecution of Celts after the Romans arrived in the British Isles. Aristotle was not as keen as other ancient Greeks. He's supposed to have said that those with tawny-coloured hair are brave, witness the lions, but the reddish are of bad character, witness the foxes. Romans seem just as admiring of redheads as the Greeks, particularly among fierce Gaulish tribes who Titus Levy said stand first in reputation for war with their tall bodies, long reddish hair, huge shields, very long swords and songs and yells as they go into battle. They terrify their foes. From the Thracians to the Gauls to the Vikings to the Celts, there has always been this connection between martial strength and flame-coloured hair. The English warrior Queen Boudicca was, was a redhead. Perhaps the greatest warrior of the lot, Genghis Khan, was long-bearded, red-haired and green-eyed. Egyptian pharaohs were found to have hair with reddish pigments. Among them, Ramesses the Great, the most powerful of them all, and Cleopatra. Alexander the Great, Richard the Lionheart, the great Ottoman naval commander, Hyredin Barbarossa, Redbeard, Queen Elizabeth I, Mary Queen of Scots, Mary Magdalene. They were all depicted with red hair. Even the gods Bacchus and Hades were. Red-headed men have often been stereotyped as temperamental and quick to violence, while red-headed women as loose, libidinal and wild. The Prosa Edda is one of the oldest Norse documents, and Odin, the old father, ruler of the gods, is a wise and thoughtful ruler with blonde hair, but his quick-tempered son, Thor, god of thunder, though, is possessed of a full head of red hair and an enormous bushy red beard. In Gulliver's Travels, Jonathan Swift said it is observed that the red-haired of both sexes are more libidinous and mischievous than the rest, whom they much exceed in strength and activity. This might even be borne out by science. A German sex researcher found that women with red hair have sex more often, and an English study found that red-headed girls have sex on average three times a week, while blondes and brunettes only twice. As for the temper stereotype, a 2004 study found that redheads feel both pain and cold temperatures more vividly and they get stung by bees more often. So maybe there's a reason for the anger. A 1486 treatise on redheads, Maleus Maleficarum, declared that those whose hair is red of a certain peculiar shade are unmistakably vampires. So now you know. Thank you very much for listening. I'll be back with another podcast very soon. Please subscribe, share and all that stuff.